As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and Things flapping their wings. Just on. Next, uh, they can feel like bathing suits. What they, you know, what? <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? What, what they show is is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs> hello everybody, and welcome to the first post game pod of the 2021 regular season, at least. Bo Wolf. Zach Berman, Marissa Morris. It is 11.05 on Sunday night. I'm in my hotel room in Atlanta. Zach's in his hotel room in Atlanta. Marissa's home in Cleveland. And we are here to talk about the Eagles' very exciting, juice-filled, 32-6 season-opening win. Nick Sirianni is a genius. Jalen Hurts is the second coming of Randall Cunningham. Uh... Jonathan Gannon is Vic Fangio, but handsome. And Zach Berman is here to talk about it all. Zach, how are you? Doing great. Excited for this pod. Uh, it is a later pod, but uh, nonetheless, this is an important one, right? A, a big week one victory. We get to do it over YouTube. I feel like 11.05 uh, on a Sunday night is actually not that late for a postgame pod. Well, when you've been going all day, you know, I mean, I was, uh, like I was up have. in the hotel. Like you, like you always do, baby. I, I, I was up in the hotel at 6, 630, ready to roll today. Well, so. that's your, that's your mistake. I mean, you knew that the post game pod was coming. And what time did uh, you get up in the hotel this morning? Uh, I mean, like the first time I got up or, or like got up for the day. I didn't know there was such a, I, I, I didn't know it was multiple choice. Yeah, I thought second, when you wake I mean, up, you're up. You know, right? when you got, you got two kids at home, you, you try to get that second morning <laughs> sleep when you can in the hotel. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, uh, there's a lot to talk about, Zach. We learned, we learned a lot about this team today, I think. Uh, you know, there were a lot of things we wanted to find out. I think we found out a lot of those things. But uh, most importantly, I think we found out 
that this team has some juice. Uh, you know, I, I think the Falcons are uh, potentially very bad, but nonetheless, to win 32-6 to on the road in the National Football League on any given Sunday, it's, it's a good way to start the year. What are your, what are your big takeaways? Yeah, I, I think you I think you put it well there. Like they were clearly the better team. They outplayed them, they outcoached them. There were so many, you Ooh, know, shot the, by you at your boy Arthur Smith. It was uh, uh, Nick Sirianni checked the boxes today. Jalen Hurts checked the boxes today. You don't want to overstate one game, of course, but this is the sample size we have right now. And they they came out and and they answered the bells. Uh Jonathan Gannon same thing, right? They did not allow a touchdown. Uh, early going, it was you didn't know what was going on really with the defense. Atlanta drove the ball twice in the first half, but defense stops them in the red zone twice and then does not allow them to score again the rest of the game. The offense uh, sustained some drives. Frankly, it could have been a a a much bigger route uh, or a more significant route, if you will. Be if if they converted two fourth downs, I I liked both calls. I'll, I'll say that ahead of time. Or I I liked both decisions. I thought the play calls might have been a bit different. But overall, just an outstanding performance by the Eagles. They deserve whatever credit they're getting this week. And like you said, there is juice because uh, in addition to them being one and zero, like it was an enjoyable team to watch. Yeah, right? they, it's they, a fun the way team. They played. Exactly, it's a fun team. Uh, so I mean, let's let's. Let's start on offense, I suppose. That's where we should start, right? Let's start at quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, coming into this season, you know, is the franchise behind him? It seems like a tepid endorsement. He's not on any uh, marketing materials. They won't name him the starting quarterback. Uh, you know, they're not building the offense around him. But at every turn this summer, like the players themselves are talking about how much of a leader he's becoming. Uh, he gets voted captain like, you know, it, it's very clear that he has some sway over the guys in the locker room, at least. Right. And we saw him get better over the course of the summer. First week of training camp, he was just OK. We said he he, he was getting better. Uh, I thought he played well in that preseason game. We talked about it. He only played 10 snaps or whatever. And this game, you know, the things that you wanted to see him imp- improve upon from last season, not turning the ball over. Guess what? This was the first game, you know, it was only his fifth start, but it was only the it was the first start of those five games in which he didn't have an interception or a fumble that wasn't a snap, you know, a snap related fumble. There was a he was technically credited with a fumble in this game, but that was a bad Kelsey snap. Uh so he did that. Um he didn't force the ball downfield. He completed a very high percentage of his passes. Now, uh, we can get to this because uh, the Eagles game plan in this game was passes very short Hertz's uh intended air yards were like way way the lowest in the league this this week um but that was fine it worked out well he you know he took what the defense gave him and and what we saw last year that that was impressive was he it always seemed like he had a good uh handle on on game situation stuff and I really loved the the two minute drill at the end of the first half the Eagles get the ball with about 146 left I think Sirianni had done a good job holding on to his timeouts. They're at like the 40-something, the minus 40-something. And they've got all three timeouts. And there was there was no rush, no panic. It was, it was take the little chunks as you go. Uh, you've got plenty of time. And, you know, they end, up, they end up scoring a touchdown with eight seconds left after getting a, a touchdown called back. 
And that was really when I, I thought the game was, if not over, uh, really turned. I mean, that made it uh, 15 to six after it was seven to six. And they never really looked back and, and they didn't really have um, much else to do. You know, they leaned on the run game pretty heavily in the second half as, as, it, as it seemed like the game was getting away from them and from the Falcons. But I thought Jalen Hurts in this game, you know, the, the completion down the field, the only ball he threw downfield to Zach Ertz, a little underthrown, uh, could yeah. have been an even bigger play. He wasn't perfect. Uh, you know, there were a couple of times where I thought that he fled the pocket a little bit too soon. But he is he is never going to be like the prototypical pocket passer. The good news is that, like, the, the thing that Sirianni said, that all coaches say, that we are going to uh, coach the guys we have and not try to force them into our system for one game at least seem to be true. They are not asking Jalen Hurts to be something he's not. They're not asking a lot of guys on this offense who are sort of limited players to do things that they're not capable of doing. And I don't know. I, I was. I, I think it was a very encouraging sign. I guess we should we should just focus on Jalen Hurts as I am um, just talking nonstop. But I don't know. It was good. I got a lot to say. What do you What do you think? <laughs> yeah. No, I I enjoyed you going on there. Look, what jumped out to me and filibuster—that was the word I was looking for. I need to acknowledge it because I have written multiple times this offseason that he needs to be more efficient, and the the numbers bared out last year. And I, I know, like you said, he wasn't going downfield as, as often today, but he was efficient, right? the The ball was not touching the ground that often. He was, I, I believe, seventy seven percent or thereabouts. Uh, as a passer, he was 52% last year, which was the lowest completion percentage of any quarterback who threw at, at least 100 pass attempts. So the the chains were moving. You saw that. He he did, I don't want to say miss some, some throws, but he had some throws that could have been in a, in a better spot. That said, he also had some throws that were in the perfect spot. Uh, the touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard, that's a that's that's a major play right there. Like that, that was really impressive. Huge. And on that drive, uh, you know the the uh, scrambling on the third and five. Not a lot of quarterbacks can get that first down. Extended the drive there. He's so really. I, I saw maturity from him. I saw composure from him. I, I I saw him step up when they when they needed to make a play. And he if if this is the Jalen Hurts they're getting. Then the ceiling is is so much higher for this team than perhaps I thought. You know, we we did our season predictions uh, last uh, last week, and it, it was this team will be successful if. And I I said if if Jalen Hurts is more efficient, but if if this is the way Jalen Hurts is playing, uh, you can start talking about the Eagles in in different terms than we probably spoke about them last week. Well, and I don't think that this is an unrealistic expectation to have for Jalen Hurts like as you said he wasn't perfect you're not expecting him to be perfect uh but for him to just you know not turn the ball over and take what's there that's a totally fine expectation and if that's the case like they yeah absolutely they could win the division that's not that's not a crazy thing to say and I'll also say this I you know this is this is kind of uh non I I, I wish I had the word on the, on the on on my tongue right now because it, it it would make it it would make it much smoother. This is uh, I, bet the, I bet the viewers on uh, on YouTube would like to see that as well. Uh, this is more subjective, and it, I, I I guess it's a matter of opinion. But just in terms of body language, right? He 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 has a certain 
confidence to him, a certain composure to him that I I do, I do think that is contagious, right? And, and and we saw that a bit last year, and obviously it's about the throws you make, it's 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 about the plays you make, but when you talk about the juice that this team has, a lot of it comes from the the confidence, the composure, the swagger that he brings, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see how how that continues and how that manifests over these next few weeks. I think that's true. Um, I mean, he like you know we don't get to see it a lot because he he treats you know the press conference you know for as sort of a not you know I don't want to give anything away type deal, which of course you can read about on the Athletic. Zach Zach talked to Jalen Hurts about that. Um, but it's very clear that he has like a sway over guys in the locker room. And as you said, it was, it was clear last year. And especially, you know, on offense where his skill position players are all very young guys. Um, it's clear that, that he has that, that impact. And I also think that, you know, for him and, you know, some of the actual like senior veteran guys on the team, the guys who are captains, it's also about like, the, the thing with Nick Sirianni could have gone both ways. And it took those guys all buying in. I mean, we're one game through here. It could still crater. But like, you know, Sirianni, you could look at him and say, this is a hokey guy. Like, what's he going to tell me about, you know, being a professional football player? Or you could you could buy in. And it seems like at every, at every uh, turn so far, they have. And uh, you, I think you wrote about it. But, uh, you know, Sirianni this week used his like embarrassing introductory press conference as as like a a motivational tactic for the team explaining how you like you get over something that didn't go well and i love that like for him to for him to like you know imagine jim schwartz or like dan campbell or some sort of crusty like hard-nosed football guy you know getting bad press for a press conference and then like taking it out on everybody else and just being like a, like a, a, a crusty bastard. Like Sirianni took that and like used it as a lesson. And it's like, maybe it's, maybe it's like too much Ted Lasso on the brain, but it is like, I'm, I'm, I like that he used it that way. I don't know. It's, it's kind of neat. So I, I suppose this is a flex when I say this, but I'm presenting in a certain way. I was, uh, I was in the car in Jamestown, New York, with mm. his childhood best friend Tom Langworthy, and 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 we were just having a, a a conversation. It was an interview, but it was essentially a conversation about Nick and about Jamestown and 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 the West Ellicott neighborhood. And uh, and he was talking about how how he he can just put himself in. He's not an NFL player, but he can put himself in the shoes of a player. And it seems like Nick will be a fun guy to play for. That's what he was saying. He's like, I'm, I'm not even talking about his friend. I'm just talking about like the way he approaches things and the way he talks about things. And I, uh, you heard Zach Ertz say last week, right? Uh, that that this the is most the most fun he's funny he's had coming to work in a long time. Yeah, and and you just you see it on the sideline. Um, you know, I was uh, I was remarking or I was talking to people at Friday's practice and. You know the, the the they they're having fun out there, right? Like 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 they were really seem to be enjoying a Friday practice, and uh, and I gotta I say that like to in the spring when they were doing like the competition Friday things or or whatever it was like the competition period, I thought that was like nonsense. 
And I still sort of do think that was silly. But, you know, he was setting he was setting a baseline, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's I, I mean, again, they could they could lose by 40 points to the Niners next week. Exactly. And we'll see what happens. But for like for one week, we get to we get to dream about the possibility that this is this is going to be a very fun team. And I'll also say too, uh, you know, because that opening press conference uh, got a lot of attention, um, we have a larger sample size now, and I actually find him to be uh, enjoyable in these press conference settings Me because too. he's earnest. Unlike, it, yeah, un- that opening press conference. This episode brought it, to you by Ernest. <laughs> It seemed that well, it actually is brought to you by Ernest. But uh, he he uh, he's himself up there, right? Like he's not trying to sound a certain way. I, I do think in that opening press conference, and there were a lot of dynamics there with the quarterback situation and the roster situation, and and, and just the uh, actual like uh, physical dynamics of him having to yeah. sit on a podium like during a Zoom <laughs> thing. That was weird. And the manner in which he was hired, and the and the, the, the the delay in it happening, all all that stuff. And I, but but you know the the way he's answered some of these questions, it's it's like he's just. He's just being honest. Like he's, he's he's just being himself. And an example of that is uh, Friday when he was talking about these these Saturday night meetings that he has. Right. Uh, the uh, the and he says he's been thinking about these for five years, and he's been thinking about what he would say in every one of these situations before the first game, before the first home game, uh, on a winning streak, on a losing streak. When you're underdogs, when you're favorites, when you're down players, you know all all these different scenarios. Like he's been thinking about this, and I think sometimes there's this uh, there's this like too cool for school element that that coaches yeah. think they they need to have. Like oh, you know, I'm just I'm just going up there and talking. Right? He's he's uh he's he he's acknowledges earnest. yes he acknowledges how much you know he he said today how he took a moment before he went out the out on the field and like thought about all the work it took to get there that's that's a really human reaction right like i would imagine i i can't imagine being an nfl coach because i i'm not a coach but i i can imagine when you reach the pinnacle of your profession and you've been working for it you you would take a moment to acknowledge it right uh so so yeah so not to get not to get carried away with sirianni here but to your point I do think that they are enjoying being around him. I think so too. And I and again, like I think it takes, you know, it, it took that buy-in. And and by the way, the uh, you know, we saw the handshake with with Sirianni and Hertz. Um and which I guess turns out that it's it's Sirianni's handshake with his son. I was gonna say, you know, longtime listeners of Birds with Friends know how much we care and how much it matters the identity of the uh, player whose jersey the son of a coach is wearing. So I think that uh, Sirianni's son wearing the Jalen Hurts jersey is the most significant uh, statement of franchise backing of Hurts that we have seen so far. Well, of Sirianni backing, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, let's, let's not... You don't think Julian Lurie is walking around with the with the Hurts jersey? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying that... Uh, you know, I I think that the the franchise backing that's that goes up to a different level. Okay. But look, right. if he keeps playing this way, if he keeps playing like he did today, he'll be the quarterback here for some time. Well, listen, you know, we we were wondering what Sirianni was going to be like as a as a game manager and as a play caller, mm-hmm. two separate things, right? As a game manager, I thought 
like he he exceeded expectations. Um, you know, there was no there were no moments of like, what am I doing here? He he was calm. He he had all three timeouts at the end of the first half ready for that two minute drive. Uh, he the only timeout he used in the second half of note was appropriately used when they were sort of scrambling on a third down. Um, and they did not need to hold that timeout because they were not trailing. Uh, you know, he he did the right thing on the uh, the penalty on the extra point. You say one yard to go, take the points off the board. We're going to go get that two point conversion. You know, a lot of guys wouldn't take the points off the board. It's absolutely the right move, as you said. The the two fourth downs it was a fourth and two, uh, in uh, I think from the thirty six, and then a fourth and fourth and four rather from the thirty six. And that that play call did not look great. Although Hertz maybe bailed a little bit soon, and then the fourth and two later on from the twenty, which turned out to be a Gainwell run again, maybe a questionable call, but both decisions to go absolutely correct. I wasn't sure that we were going to see Sirianni be that aggressive on fourth down, so that was no, that neither was, was I. That was encouraging. Um, and then from a play calling standpoint, like I, it was interesting. Like we, this was a more interesting, like offensive game plan. Now they had all season, they had all off season to prepare it, right? Yeah. So like you, you got to say that. But than anything we've seen in a long time, um, he and and I think I think I saw this. I think Noah Becker retweeted this, and I think it was like a Kyle Newbeck line. But th- this is sort of what I was trying to say um, in one part of the day after is that you've got all these guys who were like limited players, right? You've got JJ Ortega Whiteside, he can block, okay? Like Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager can run. Greg Ward can find holes in zones over the middle of the field. All these guys played like a handful of snaps between 10 and 25 snaps. And they were all used in the way that they should be used, right? Like Arthigo Whiteside was on the field for 12 snaps. He was blocking most of the time. He started, which was a surprise, but that was his role. Uh, he wa- was blocked a punt, by the way. <laughs> he did almost he block close. Punt. Yeah, he had yeah. he had uh, what I once deemed in Arthigo Whiteside is he had like however many routes run without a target again. But that's good. I mean, we don't, we don't need to bury the guy. He's, he's working no, hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watkins and Rager are getting the ball early. And, like, it, it's impressive. And, by the way, Sirianni, confirmed listener, going with the screen to Quez Watkins, first play of the game, as predicted by your boy. We all tied know. at one. What's, oh, the, what's the tiebreaker? So, here? I don't know here. I think we, gotta, we have to be pedantic. Okay? You said the Eagles would score the most points in the NFC East. They tied with the Cowboys, didn't they? Or did the Cowboys score 29 and then they got the field goal? Uh, let me let me look that up. I, Cowboys, uh, it was 29. It was, it was 31-29. Oh, okay, you got yeah, it. Okay, so, never mind. All right, so we all got right. one. As Dennis uh, Dennis tweeted that. Wh- which one did Shield get? So the... She got uh, Hertz completes over. Jalen Hertz's passing attempts. Okay. So the uh, tiebreaker is is the person who has the most turkeys at the end, right? Is that <laughs> no, no? Isn't that the actually? Thing where, I where think we did once do. I think we did once do the tiebreaker is whoever got something for the least amount of turkeys. Oh, but I have that, and so did Dennis. Like what you wagered for on? Yeah. Like how much? How many turkeys? Um, I think in the past we have split. We have, but when it was a two-way tie. But if it's a three-way tie, I don't know. Maybe we just. So the Quez um, uh, screen was only two. Yeah. So I feel like you, no one else. Um... I know, but uh, I don't. See, so once I, again, I can't Bo, say. Bo, I can't, so he wins. I, we didn't yeah. say it was the the rule ahead of time, so I can't. 
can in good conscience take it. But I can in good conscience tell you, Zach, that I uh, I nailed a bird line. You you had said it at um, uh, Jalen Hurts touchdowns versus Nick Sirianni fourth down conversions, and I and I specifically said it's going to be three to two for Hurts. So I'll take I'll take a whiff on that. Well done, well done. I did. I felt good about that Quez screen to start the game. Felt good about it. Um, the, I, I, and you probably should have three times. Three, uh, yeah, three quest screens to start the game. Twice in this yeah. game, they had a, they had uh, three consecutive completions to the same guy. They did it to to Devonte Smith later on. Hey, are we getting to, to Devonte Smith yet? Sure, we can bop around. Let's stick on the offense. But anything you want to say on the sure. offense? Look, Devonte Smith, man. I mean, oh, he's... your voice just dropped an octave because <laughs> it was like you were about to get rolled down and he's dirty. Legit. He is legit, and I I will uh, I'll I'll watch the the game back tomorrow. What, what about his game reminds it. you of Corey legit? Uh, no, he is he is legitimate. He he get he he gets open. Uh, he's smooth. In, in in you know the the just everything about him is smooth, and the touchdown just impressive. Made a few sideline grabs that were impressive. I keep bringing up Jeremy Macklin because that was the last, uh, last wide receiver here who, like, gets open like this, right? Alshon didn't really get open. Alshon used his size. It's funny uh, because I don't even think of Macklin that way as like a a, a great route runner. Like in 2014, he was getting open. Now, now that might have been Chip's offense too, right? But uh, but overall, just Devonte Smith is going to he's he's going to keep getting better and he's just so businesslike after after the game like you would think oh, yeah. yeah he's been doing this for 10 years yeah he had I love what he he, you know, he 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 never gives in when someone asks him like the speed of the game and he always yeah. says the NFL game is slower <laughs> exactly <laughs> because they're not and, nobody's going no huddle but like you know this is this I'm I'm not making fun of the question it's it's, it's because it, it it's always a good little anecdote or or it, it's good color to have is your first touchdown your first ball and he's like they took it and he's like and and, and someone said are you gonna try to go get it and he's like they'll find me right mm. he's he's just right he's he's so smooth at all times so uh yeah he it's he is clearly the number one receiver here clearly uh clearly and and again i, I want to express i i, I don't want to go overboard with what we saw today because it's oh, one game, Lord. and the Falcons are not a good team. And look, they have San Francisco next week. They have, uh, you know, they have Kansas City. They have uh, Dallas after that. They have Kansas City after that. So this this schedule can be unforgiving. But I don't think it's overreaction to talk about today in the context with which we're talking no, about. No, we got to live in the moment. Yes, like you said, anything you know. is possible. It's week one. Also, this is no this teams is ever gone seventeen and zero before. This is what everything was building up toward was week one. the The reason they they operated as they did in the preseason and in training camp was a for the the, the element of surprise. Uh, although Atlanta had that as well, and it didn't work out. And and B was to have the clean health report, or as clean as you would hope going into week one, and. Uh, Frankly, Atlanta had that too. So, yeah, not a good day to be an, an, an Atlanta Falcons. You want to talk about right the now. Falcons? Should we talk about the Falcons right now? 
Uh, sure, sure. Okay, well, I'm ready. I am ready to give you the first. Well, here, I'll, I'll just say this. If if they were, like, hell-bent on wanting to hire Arthur Smith, like we heard some of these reports, and and I like Arthur Smith as a, as a play caller. I, I, I said that, and I, I – uh, there's a lot of things about, like, the way Arthur Smith presents himself and the leadership perspective that you can't – that – I can get behind, but some of these decisions today for the opening drive going downfield on the Eagles, first and goal for, or I'm sorry, third, uh, uh, it was fourth and goal from the three go for it there. Right. What are you taking three points for? Well, Zach, I'm, I'm ready to give my Oscar, the grouse garbage player or coach of the week. Very easy decision. It's your boy, Arthur Smith. I mean, Jeez. what a pathetic, what a pathetic showing. First of all, like you've got you've got you got the whole offseason to to design your offense. And what what's your big special trick? Cordero Patterson as a running back. Woo! Well, I actually like that. I actually like that. That's a yeah, good one. A lot of like great yeah. Kyle Pitts, who's gonna change the game forever. A tight end that the league has never seen before. Well, no one has I ever like seen one a guy this talented <laughs> at that position. Don't, call him a tight end if you want, but don't don't box him into that. He could be a receiver. He beats J.C. Horn on the outside. Okay, this guy you can plug him in anywhere, and he's going to change the game. Four catches, thirty-one yards. looked uh, looked like a pedestrian rookie tight end to me, Zach. Bro, I'm just warning you. I would not die on that hill if I were you. <laughs> Okay, because he's he's gonna be. Oh really my goodness, good. Kyle Pitts yeah. from day one, fourth overall. He's gonna come in and be a dynamic force in that offense. Maybe in a different offense. Maybe not this one. Uh, Calvin Ridley, like that first drive, they're moving Calvin Ridley around, getting him lined up one on one with Anthony Harris, picking up third downs. Good job. Never saw it again. Completely pantsed. They gained more yards on the first uh, two drives combined than they did in the rest of the game. Um, I mean, the guy looks like, as, as lots of people said on Twitter, like a a funeral director, a used car salesman, uh, you know, I don't know. He's just, he's got, no, he's got nothing. That franchise is, it's a disaster. (laughs) Well, this is, this is what's gonna, by the way, I was, I had moved in the press box, Zach, uh, as you saw, uh, cause there was, there was like a, a portion of the press box that was more open and I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm pretty pretty covid nervous right i'm trying to trying to keep as much distance as i can uh and so i was in the in the press box like where there were some falcons employees and they were just dejected <laughs> just watching this game just like oh man i can't believe this is gonna be our season oh no did he just drop and that again, oh god yeah. it is another it's, run it's, oh oh great another another pass uh, to the fullback it's one game so you don't want to overstate it but yeah like if this is how they're gonna look you have well, I don't know Matt Ryan's age, but I I I know when he was in high school. I know I'm 35, mm. and he was a class ahead of me. So he's you know, so, can we get that uh, uh, picture so back, Marissa? He's, so he's 36. Uh, is he 36 by the way? Because he he was he was the class of 2003 at Penn Charter. I was the class of 2004, uh, not at Penn Charter, but um, but uh, so you you have the number four overall pick. And you have a quarter. The whole reason you're keeping Matt Ryan is because you're trying to be competitive, right? So, uh, so you know that could be Justin Fields. That I don't think it was going to be Matt Jones, but 
I mean, Justin Fields is from. Anyways, I, I don't mean to go down that tangent. I'm I'm just saying if you were the Falcons right now, and that's how you look, that's oh that's a God. that's not a pathetic. Yeah. They had no like, they had no plan B. They had a good they had a good opening script, and that was it. Yeah, pretty bad, so, man. Yeah, their opening script was good. Now, but the game Ooh, tough it, question it, from the chat. Peckness migrate Arthur Smith, Pat Shermer, Joe Judge. If I'm the head coach, if I'm if I'm the owner. Ooh, that is tough. I'm 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 pecking Judge, I'm nesting Smith, and I'm migrating Shermer. Right, Smith is one game into this. Um, but well, man, yeah, I mean, I'm decisions. killing Smith, and I'd still have to nest him just because I know what I'm getting with the other two. Uh, I think I would probably. Well, you know what's interesting is that what might work, what might work in a crazy world is is pecking Judge, just to set up a nesting of Shermer because he would be so opposite of judge that the guys would just be like, Oh, thank God this guy's not yelling at me, even though he's putting me to sleep. Um, but I, I think you probably got to go. I think you probably got to nest Smith and yeah. peck, peck Shermer at Barkley prime. Uh, so not to get back to the Eagles, right? I don't think we need to go down this rabbit hole with the Falcons here, but, um, and Credit to, to Jonathan Gannon's defense because, well, let's, not opinion, talk, let's hold off on the defense for now. Okay, all right. Well, I'll just make uh, the and this is about the Falcons. That game is entirely different, in my opinion. If if instead of settling 100%. for red zone field goals, they have touchdowns there, like the the, the the way that game and and so that's why I just I I haven't. Um, looked at what the numbers are for it yet um but but just based on my understanding uh the fourth and goal from the three it, it's it's not like a clear green it's not like a clear green light but i would i would have kept the offense on the field there score a touchdown on yeah, the opening drive put so well, you're setting you're setting uh you know you're you're sitting a baseline make for what your identity is going to be yeah. first drive of the season. You're going to capitulate yeah. and, and kick a field goal from the three. Yeah. What, a, what kind of team are we, Arthur? And if you don't score the touchdown, make that. I mean, I mean, make the first time starting quarterback go 97 yards on you. Yeah. So that I don't. I don't like that. Well, well, just a long the next chapter in a long history of the Eagle of the Falcons uh, failing inside the five yard line against the Eagles. Uh, all right, let's take a let's take a little break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back to talk uh, about the offensive line and the defense. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back on Birds with Friends. I mean, just imagine you're a Falcons fan and you've been looking forward to the Arthur Smith experience. And that's what you get delivered on week one? Oof. Well, again, it's... It's week one. I would just be careful. I, I see you change your name, Zach B. Roman. Roman. Um, yeah, Zach Broman. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. That's a good read you, you gave. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was done at like, I was, I joked to, um, to I joked to Poe earlier that uh, 
I don't know who's in the hotel room next to me right now, but someone at, at, at you know, 6.30 or whatever this morning was was hearing someone uh, you know, <laughs> of, of read Roman ads next door. <laughs> I can only imagine what, what if, if they could hear through these walls what they were thinking. So If those walls could talk, you know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I wouldn't overstate um, what you've seen yet from the Falcons. I mean, it's just number dispiriting. One. Like, there's no there's and no number two. I ugly. definitely wouldn't die on the uh, Kyle Pitts um, on the Kyle Pitts Hill. I mean, I've never, like, I've I, never seen anyone do anything like that. Not since, not since Trey Burton. I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> that you know. It, all, all of these are recorded and they're kept in an archive. And one day when Kyle Pitts is this generational player and you had a few wisecracks after uh, one game, I'm just saying. What's the careful. worst that could happen? He could tweet F you to me on Twitter? Well, well no, but you want to have a reputation for being like reasonable and level-headed. And, I'm not writing uh, this. This is, a, this is a moment in time. Um, I'm just saying, fourth overall pick. I was about to say, know, by the way. I Jamar w- Chase went out and had a big day. Devontae Smith had a big day. Jalen Waddell had a big day. Those guys all have positions that they play. I was literally uh, about to say, well, your name's on it. But then I'm looking at the screen and literally your name is not on it. So, okay. So I suppose you could say whatever you want because your name is not on it. There you go. I'm just saying, you know. Offensive Isaiah Simmons. That's all. Uh, okay. Uh, so again, this was not a this was not a perfect game from the Eagles. I think the offensive line was a good example of that. Uh, a bunch of penalties from those guys. Yeah, Kelsey was the only one who did not commit a penalty, but at the same time, they were pretty good. Uh, you know, they gave Jalen Hurts time in the pocket. Uh, they they the run game wasn't dominant, um, but they were good enough. I thought Jordan Mailata was outstanding. There were two like really cool. Highlight level plays from the offense. One was the the, the Jordan Mailata just trucking of Richie Grant on the uh, Jalen Rager touchdown. Just, I mean, it was it was like he was like planting him underneath the turf. It was a, a, just a crazy block. And then also uh, earlier, Jason Kelsey pulling around in front of Miles Sanders uh, on an 18 yard run blocks two different guys. Um, and then it, then he's like taking it to the, to. Uh, the other guy down the field, just great to see. Good stuff. So, offense. I mean, can for uh, for for all the people playing the birds with friends drinking game, uh, if this offensive line can stay healthy, they could be pretty good. Well, you you mentioned Jordan Mailata, and look, we should acknowledge because it's us uh, since the last podcast yes. he signs the contract extension, and I don't want to speak on on your behalf, but. Uh, just a really sensible deal. Frankly, a sensible deal for, for both sides. In my, well, I, I think more sensible from the Eagles' perspective. I think more sensible right, from the Eagles' up. perspective, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you're Jordan Mailata, like, this well, is... Well, if you're of the opinion I mean, that is, he could have been the highest-paid left tackle in the game. Yeah. Now, and I get season. it, like, but there's... I get you know, it. I, I mean, yeah, he's, I always he's a seventh-round pick. You know, you know yeah. you're not going to you turn that, your nose it, up at 40, $40 million guaranteed. Exactly. Like you, there's there's so many things that could happen, right? But uh, but I also don't don't uh, really subscribe to this opinion that I've seen now. The Eagles are taking a huge risk, right? You know, this is no. This is this is the name of the game. This is, is what the is money is you, for. Yeah, 
anyone you will use you sign is essentially a risk you're signing for future performance right so the guy is 24 like years sign, old exactly to me it's it's such a sensible move it's for gonna be it's gonna be a bargain by week five like and and like even if he gets injured right it, yeah. it's still the it's still the play it's it's still the play when when you I thought it was the play from him in, I thought it was the play in the summer when they could have maybe even got him for cheaper but maybe so but but anyways uh that that's a a, a he's big the time man he the is Eagles. like it is I mean I'm 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 in the I'm in the tank here like we all know that uh but he's like he's like he's the he's the best player he could be the best player on the team this year he's 24 years old like i was about to say he's like, he's, he's, was, the, he's he's the like he is the best player on the team now if you're looking ahead like he's the he's the 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 franchise building block him and Devonte smith like those are the two guys who you're building around well i it, look it's still a little early for that but i for for both of them frankly but jordan mylotta has yeah it's the joke i i make all the time but it's true you can't teach size right and uh, Steichen, and Steichen the, the, probably the best the, the single uh, best answer Steichen's given thus far as an eagles offensive coordinator is when i asked him if, if there's anybody he's ever seen who like reminds him of my lotta he said no that's the biggest human i've ever seen it's good but he coached king dunlap king king doesn't have the junk literally the, he doesn't have the junk in the trunk that, that jordan does <laughs> Um, King is on stilts. It's, it's a fascinating story. It's and I uh, I did tweet something yesterday that uh, like it's an organizational success here. It's 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 a credit to the Eagles for drafting him when they did. It's a credit to Jeff Stoutland for developing him. But most and I can't emphasize this enough. Most the credit, most the credit goes to Jordan Mylotta. Yeah, I, because, I I'm glad you said that. Sorry, finish. Like, I'm, I'm going to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, because he's the one. Who put in the work? Like he's. It the bothers one. me a little bit that it's all Stoutland. Like, look at what Stoutland did. Yeah. yeah. Like, like this guy did it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's an organizational success because you know you you had to have the the uh, the gumption to draft him, right? It's it's easy to say this now, but you know you had five picks that year because you traded two of them to get him, and you take a guy who's never played football. You have to have the patience because those first two years he, he was he was hurt. And even last year's training camp, like there were legitimate questions about him. So you had to have the patience. But ultimately, the 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 credit goes to him because yes. he had to get from where he was to where he is and uh, where he's going to. So uh, not to go on it, but I I, I I do think it would be like uh, it's the elephant in the room if we didn't acknowledge it because we it, it would be weird if it was the Tuesday podcast and all of a sudden we're like, by the way. Jordan Mylotta signed sure, yeah. last Friday. It was the right thing so. to do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and he was very um, good today. I thought. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was very good. I, now, I, I do thought think, the offensive do think, line. Uh, do, people say this is like okay, just get rid of Dillard at this point. What? How do you feel like this affects your opinion of Dillard's standing? Well, if you were going to get value for for Dillard, he would have done, done it already. Right? Done it already. Exactly. So. I don't know what the play is. I I I trade said him to the if he Bears. wasn't the starter, they should have traded him. That would make sense, right? I mean, Jason Peters, uh, Jason Peters went down. Um, yeah, football. Poor, I poor I JP. don't want to. I don't want to laugh at an injury, like because it's it, it's easy for someone in, 
I'm sitting where I'm sitting to like say, oh, it's obvious Jason Peters goes down. It's it's really hard to play left tackle. I imagine I've never played left tackle, um, but uh, Jordan, but 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 Jason Peters does have a history of leaving games early. Is that fair? I think to say? the guy the guy so, that came in after him got hurt too. I saw. Oh that. really? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know his name. Marissa Morris, our offensive line correspondent <laughs> yeah. around the league, our, our league-wide uh, offensive line correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> Always on top of it. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> you are. You... All right. Um, so I guess that's about all we need from the offense, right? Anything else that you wanted to say? No, no, I think we're, you know, I feel uh, heavy, we're 11, miles heavy 11 personnel, um, even though Ertz and Goddard both played. Uh, we did see some 12, but it was mostly 11, um, which is sort of what we expected. Uh, some, but but like good, varied stuff from, from Sirianni, I thought. Uh, we saw there was one point where they went hurry up with 13 personnel and empty. Like G- Gainwell was on the field and split wide, and that seemed to confuse the Falcons a little bit. They ended up calling a timeout. Um, so I don't know. Some, some good tricks up their sleeve. I'm excited to see what's in store uh, moving forward. I do think we will see hopefully some some of those – uh, things turn into shot plays down the field as the porn bot gets into the chat once again, and Marissa is on all, all over it, of course. Um, just what, what just struck me off uh, offensively from a coaching staff perspective is how prepared they were. Uh, yeah, like they they were not predictable. They were and you know what changing oh, no, it up throughout the game. We're gonna stop yeah. interrupting you. No, no, no. That's fine. Go on. No, and and just from the preparation standpoint, like all of those moving parts, they were they had a bunch of different people moving in and out. And it seemed pretty seamless. They did take a delay of game early on. Yes. Uh, I I didn't get to the bottom of that. It would be kind of like it would yeah. be it would I don't a even bad know image. Need, yeah, like, <laughs> like if, if in Jalen Hurts' press conference. Like what happened? Game, uh, by the way, what happened on that delay of game? <laughs> There's uh, Philly the media, man. There's Philly yeah, media. Exactly. You yeah. can't you can't yeah. just give me happy. <laughs> be happy with the win, man. <laughs> so anyways. Um, but yeah, we should yes, get Boston's defense. gone. I believe the game. only active skill position player who did not play on offense tonight, which is kind of weird. Credit to you for uh, tracking everything. Yeah, yeah, all the credit in the world to me for for doing my job. Well, every uh, most other reporters are, are are waiting for the uh, participation chart tomorrow, right? Which which we will get. Uh, well, six a.m. tomorrow morning, but you have it now because you were literally keeping track. So credit to you. Okay, that's enough of that. All right, uh, defense. Let's talk about the defense. Um, and I thought that this was like if you were tuning in, if you had if you had not paid attention all offseason, you were tuning in expecting to see the Jim Schwartz defense. Uh, boy, boy, were you taken aback because you know the Jim Schwartz defense. We we do what we do. We line up and and do it well. We try to stop the run as our number one priority. Um, that was not this defense. Uh, we saw a bunch of different fronts, and it didn't start well at all. Uh, no. Getting getting just dominated on those first two drives until they until they um, bowed up, as they say, in the red zone. But as uh, as national writer and Birds with Friends co-host Shil Kapadia said, uh, pointed out the first to do so, uh, the only team in the league that did not give up a single play of at least twenty yards. And I think that that was 
uh, a good example of, you know, Jonathan Gannon has pointed to that Rams defense from last year, uh, that Brandon Stilly defense, which is, you know, a bunch of different fronts. And its whole MO is Ben don't break, like force them to take the short stuff, the short stuff, the short stuff, and then score in the red zone. And that's what they did. And they did it, I mean, not to perfection, but they did it as advertised, basically. I mean, there were a bunch of missed tackles at the second level. The linebackers did not do well, I thought, in this game. But they they did what they were supposed to do from a game plan standpoint. And then once you get ahead, you let the defensive line eat. And uh, Javon Hargrave had two sacks. Hassan Ridgeway should have had two sacks, ended up with one, and then a, an intentional grounding. But um, they did a good job. They hurt Matt Ryan. They hit him. And I don't know. It was... I, I think you're right that who knows how this game turns out if they give up a touchdown on one of those first two drives. But uh, after that, they certainly settled down. Yeah, I mean, I always – the first thing I often look at is 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 third down efficiency, right? Um, you Atlanta love, you was love a third, third down efficiency. Well, because that's, that's huge to me, right? I, I, can you get them off the field? Uh, I, I don't pay as much attention to yards. I, I don't I, – I don't, I pay attention to third down and red zone, right? Can you keep them to three, and can you get them off the field on third downs? And if you can do that, you're going to be a good defense, in my opinion. If I was a defensive coordinator, like those are the things I would really emphasize. Uh, and third down defense, let me pull it up here, three of fourteen. Uh, and 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 by the way, they started off two of two, so mm. they were. And the other one was like that. a third and nine that that uh, Patterson run that they picked up. That was ugly, but. Yeah, so uh, they, they they kept him out of the end zone. It's just, just so funny to just... me. Cordero Patterson, yeah, great. Look what you did. You found you found a Why role for so Cordero Patterson. That's because, like, what is that going to get you? <laughs> Who cares? Well, that's, that can get you that's a your lot. Big like thing I... is Cordero is 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 making Cordero Patterson a, an okay running back. Who cares? I mean. You know how long uh, look, people have been trying to make Cordero Patterson a thing on offense? Well, it's so actually what? the type of thing where... Why don't you where... focus on your fourth overall pick, find a role for him? Well, it's actually the, the type of thing where for years people were saying, why don't you just make him a running back, right? Because he was so good with the ball in his hands. And, you know, when he was in Minnesota and then Chicago started to do it. So I I, I credit the Falcons for, for going all in on it. And he looked... Uh, he he looked effective in 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 that situation. I just but think the time that this they is like our, working on that is the time they should have spent finding a way to get Kyle Pitts open. But this is like our twelfth Cordero Patterson debate tonight, and we haven't talked about Javon Hargrave, who uh, who was you know he he put up the numbers, he was lights out there. Uh, credit to him because he he looked good. This is this is the guy they gave three years, thirty nine million dollars to. Um, I, I I thought. Uh, Oh, we should say too. Marcus Epps started the game, left in the first quarter with a concussion. Yes. So Kayvon Wallace steps in. Um, a bunch of weird uh, stuff on on defense personnel wise. Mostly just at linebacker, actually. Um, T.J. Edwards starts instead of Alex Singleton, and played in base. And then it seemed to me that Eric Wilson got benched in base. He missed a couple tackles, and from then on. It was Sean Bradley and TJ Edwards playing in the base defense. And then when they went to nickel, Eric Wilson and Alex Singleton came onto the field with Avante Mad with Avante Maddox. And uh that's not what we expected. But you know, 
all summer they were rotating linebackers and we were like, oh, what is like, what's the point of this? They're just, uh, you know, they're just preparing for inevitable injuries. But it turns out that like maybe maybe that's the kind of way they're going to play, just these shifts of uh, of linebackers. You know, I, I forget who said it, but, um, you know, so I, 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 Probably and ben I apologize. Franklin. I apologize who said this, but leading up to the draft, like the best deception that a GM could do is like tell you exactly what they're going to do, right? Because everyone's like, oh, this is lying season. No one, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No one's actually going to tell it. Well, I think that was a lot of the stuff. <laughs> a lot of the stuff they did today, like they were, you know, they had these odd man fronts today, right? Right. And, and we were like, oh, this is probably just window dressing. They're going to be a full. No, they, they had, they, all the stuff they were doing in the summer, they did today. Like they are multiple. They, they, they play a lot of different ways. Um, they mix and match different personnel. Uh, so yeah, that's that's exactly what we saw today. And 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 they made adjustments, right? It wasn't just like this is how we play. We're gonna sink and swim with it. They made adjustments throughout the game. I think that's I think that's fair, especially the uh, Bradley for Eric Wilson thing. Kind of weird, but interesting. All right, uh, let's take one more break to hear from our valued sponsors, and then we'll be back to. Uh, I don't know, touch on 9-11 pregame stuff? Uh, that wasn't on the rundown. <laughs> okay. I can't cry anymore. That stuff all made me cry. So n- none of that at, at midnight. Okay. <laughs> Sponsors. Just sort of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Thought it was a little exploitative. Anyway, uh, how about Aaron Sipos, huh, Zach? I missed the conversation that preceded this, but uh, Aaron Sipas. Okay, um, Aaron Sipas. Uh, yeah, put the put some punts in. in, in some spots, sure, put some punts in. <laughs> Honestly, he yeah, he, he he punted well. Yeah, he sure did. He put those punts in. Um, okay, uh, Carson Wentz. Seen a lot of stuff about, uh, oh, took a lot of sacks, but it wasn't really on him. It was on the offensive line, you know. And I just, I think it must feel so refreshing uh, for Eagles fans not to have to deal with that conversation anymore. Like how every game is like, oh, my God, a referendum on Carson Wentz's entire career. Yeah. Uh, and to not have to uh, watch no, it anymore. I, I, I agree. And and um, I do think there was a lot of uh, – yeah, at the end, there was a lot of excuse making, right? And and we were a, a part of it too. We were trying to figure out what's going on with this guy, right? How can you get from where you from where he was to where he is? But uh, there definitely is a, a sense of renewal with this team. It's it's not the same old sim. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm boring you here. It's not um, you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not the same old, same old. So uh, they are, you know, they are different. They do have. You think there's a guy somewhere named want. Sam Old? Like oh, it's the same Sam w- old Sam old. I would imagine there is yes. You should find him and have him on as a guest. That sounds right up your. I'll, like I'll add that feature. to my list. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marissa. Yeah, yeah, Marissa has eighteen podcasts to handle. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, as somebody else pointed out in the chat. Good stuff by the uh, the football gods, I guess. Uh, Carson Wentz loses. Josh Allen loses. Zach Wilson loses. A, a victory for uh, for the vaccine. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know how you, how you want me to respond to that one. 
I don't know. Maybe uh, pump in some ivorectum or whatever it's called. Ivermectin. <laughs> uh, I thought that I, I was just so happy football's back, right? Football's College back, football, man. NFL. It's awesome. It, this is, and you know what's, and, and you know what's and, really, yeah, you know what? Last year, mm, but with the fans there, football's really back, man. Well, no, it is. Look, uh, I, know, it I, is. I know you make light of it, but it is different. It's it, oh, it, of course, it's nice to have full. And the Eagles fans showed up in this game games. too, like a lot, a lot of loud Eagles fans in the Mercedes-Benz yes. Stadium. Yeah, so I, I, I look. Uh, I'm, I'm oh, Kirk Cousins too, by the are, way. Also, yeah. an unvaccinated loser. I'm, I'm happy fans are, are are back in the stands. I'm happy that there's football on all the time. This is great. This is, yeah, this is this is exciting. So I'm 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 not gonna, um, you know, last week was that. last week was the last week until February 13th without NFL football on the calendar. Well, I I know you joke about that too, but look, this is our job. Before a lot of people, probably the people watching this as 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 well, like this, you know, Sundays are circled on the calendar. Of this course, is, this is the, of course, this is the rest. The best day of the right? best this day is, of the job is a, is a game day. No, I, I'm I'm not even saying us. I'm 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 saying for fans, like the best day of the week is when oh, they sure. can just sit there it's gonna and affect watch your whole mood. I mean, that's what's so exciting so, about this win for Eagles fans, right? You get. This is a whole exactly. week now that you're guaranteed of like fun, being happy, like watching that Mylotta block, watching the Kelsey block, watching the touchdown to Devontae Smith again. You know, and I, I looking wrote up this, that, the, look, looking up and seeing if you could buy the uh, outfit that Jalen Hurts was wearing in the post game uh, press conference. Get me one of those pajama shit, yeah. pajama sets. <laughs> I would love for you to show up on that Sunday's game wearing that. <laughs> I think Jalen would laugh too. I, I I think he would acknowledge it. But um, I think that would be the one thing to get him to laugh. <laughs> I've heard he has a good sense of humor. You're the one who had a little sit yeah. down with him. I I I did get a little snicker out of him. When was that? Um, when we spoke. Oh, what, what did you? Oh, what, what? When was it? Give us the. I mean, I mean, we read the story, but tell the listeners. It was like I, I was just trying to. Oh, I was enjoying uh, 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 talking to him, hearing his perspective on, on things, and his whole thing was how how you can learn from every person you come across, every conversation you have, every interaction, everything you do. And I said, "All right, so we've been speaking here mm-hmm. for fifteen minutes. What have you learned about me?" And uh, you know, he kind of he kind of snickered at that one, yeah, okay. and said. How did you feel about the uh, the back and forth with Avante Maddox on Friday? It was fine. It was it was it was normal. I I tried to like be human with it, right? You know, I tried to. Yeah. Uh, but this is us talking. Our listeners don't. So our, fill our, our, our listeners don't understand. So I was asking. Obviously, we saw this tonight where the I, I expected the Falcons to try to isolate. Kyle Pitts on a receiver. So if they isolate him in the slot that guy can on change Avante a game, Maddox, yeah. <laughs> well, he can. And I I was saying, as I was I was about to ask Jalen Hurts, well, uh, I'm sorry, I was about to ask Avante Maddox how he compensates for lack of size in, in that situation. And uh, I thought I should acknowledge, like, far be it for me to call anyone else small. 
And so I'm like, uh, so I, I even said, I said, I'm not really in a spot to call anyone small. And, and he said, no, you're he not. He really took it. Yeah, he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Yeah. So you shouldn't go on with this question. Um, but I, look, I've, I've known Avante now for four years. So I, yeah, I can, I can, I can laugh at myself. I am. And one more, uh, one more Zach personal question. Uh, I was alerted on on Twitter to some uh, some beef with uh, the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast from from yesterday. What did they say? How do you how do you respond? I enjoy uh, being in the fantasy basketball league with them. Spike's no longer in it, but I he was a, a worthy competitor when he was in it. Uh, yeah, I, I Mike's in it. He's he's great to compete against. It's an awesome league that we're in, the executives league. Uh, it involves a lot of strategy. It involves um, so I know that they were uh, upset about an, an an executive of the year vote a few years ago. I had nothing to do with the vote other than one single vote. I I was happy with the team I put together. Did you vote for I yourself? Say, no, you. Uh, I would. I I did not, and I would not have. But uh, but did you and, vote for Spike? I, I don't believe you can. No, uh, I forget who I voted for that year, but. Um, but anyways, I would say this. I would say that – I'm sorry. I'd lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. I would have much rather won the championship that year than the executive of the year. So I'll leave it at that. That's, okay. We don't need to, to go on that tangent. Though. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else we should talk about about this game? I feel like we've covered well, most I of Well, I was about to say before when you are talking about the crowd, um, I do think this changes next week. Right. I agree. It was already gonna be. It was already gonna be. Yeah. You know the home opener, but I do think this is gonna be an exciting week in Philadelphia. And Frothing at the mouth. Be, there's there's gonna be juice. I've gotten. Uh, I mean, it sounds like a flex when I say it. I, I've gotten a, a lot of texts from people like, "Wow, you know that was impressive." That kind of thing, and I, I think there's gonna be a lot of excitement. And the Niners are a good team. Well, so the Niners are favored. That means the Eagles get to be home dogs again. Yeah. Uh, and we, oh yeah, so we should say Nick Sirianni's um, speech on Saturday night was about the dog mentality. And let me ask you this, because I didn't know how to approach it in my story: is it D O G or D A W G? And the reason I ask is because he had a T-shirt mm-hmm. in Florham Park that I asked him about that said "Dog Culture," D A W G Culture. Um, but the way he used it tonight, he was saying it's like a dog. When you let the dog out of the cage, ooh, ooh. and so if you're using it the literal analogy, it would need to be dog, right? Uh, or not need to, but one would think it's dog. Any event, I wrote dog. If I I can tell my editor to make it dao, I can. Oh, we can make it dawg. But he said that his his whole emphasis was that you need to uh, just put the play that you just had. Whatever's going on behind you, 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 you need to live in the moment, uh, good, bad. And I was about to ask the follow-up, how did that manifest itself tonight? And, well, you were going to say, I, thought, I was today. about to ask the follow-up, how do you spell it? No, <laughs> I should have, probably. Maybe um, it's D-O-G-G, like Snoop Dogg. I don't think it's that. Uh, but he said, he gave the example. I bet Snoop Dogg forgets time, about the last play. He said, at halftime... Um, you know, when when uh, they were winning and they were playing well, they said the first half didn't exist, right? It's 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 what happens now. Uh, so so what now? That what? was, which is 
what Jalen Hurts says. Yes. So that's... <laughs> Someone says, can't wait until Shield hears this dog versus dog discussion, which is true. He's not going to make it this far into the pod. Who are we kidding? Uh, and then the post-game... The post-game celebration. Marissa's dying. She's hit the loopy. Marissa has hit the point of the night where the chat is just gonna is just gonna is just gonna laugh. She's too loopy. So the the first uh, in in like the first week the Eagles were here this offseason, season. Uh, Nick Sirianni gave a speech about connection, and he was talking about the post-game celebrations, and he's saying that. There's nothing like hugging your teammate after a win unless you don't have that connection with them, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's one thing, like, to just win. It's another thing to win with people you have this connection with. And so it's even sweeter. And uh, we should also point uh, – oh, we, we, we mentioned the handshake. So those are some things that come out uh, post-game. Uh, no, so I, I think we adequately covered tonight. Zach Ertz left the field briefly, came back in. Just gonna see how long you could, see. you could you could you could take it. I could keep going. Let's see. The, yeah, the so hug I, thing was I, a little a little weird, but I, I, it made sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I I just think he was saying like how sure of course it it, it it goes back to the guys need to like each other. They need they need to have connections with each other. And there's yeah. the the old Yankees expression, right? Twenty five. That was Mets uh, players. Twenty five taxis. Was that? Was Met? that was, I thought it was the eighty six Mets. Is that? Was, did it predate that? Was it the twenty five taxis before that? 25 players, 25 so. taxis. I always thought it was the 86 yeah, Mets, but you could be wrong. Well, someone can look that up for us. Well, Marissa's uh, the Yankees fan. B- yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm too concerned with the dogs currently. <laughs> this was a big week for Marissa. Jeter getting in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jeets. Oh, amazing. His yeah. speech was Great amazing. photo you put up. Oh, yeah. Derek Jeter is the reason that I got into sports when I was younger. So um, I loved seeing his Hall of Fame speech. I wish I went. Honestly, if it was in the summer, I probably would have went. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was great. So Yankees so and Mets are playing right now, actually. So Subway oh, yeah. Series this weekend. At the Star Ledger, I was so I was I was covering the Giants, but during the summers you would help out with like the Yankees and the Mets. And I remember when he was gonna get his three thousandth. Oh, hit. I was there. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So they sent me there okay, for okay, right. sidebars, and it was it was it was July Fourth weekend, right? Is, does this sound right? And so I was there, um, and I, I was there like the first two days, and it didn't happen. And then I wasn't assigned. The next day, a different writer was, and it was a home run for the Mm -hmm. 3,000th hit. I would have loved to cover that. I also had a similar example with that with uh, Johan Santana's no-hitter, where it's like Mm. I did the night before, but not the, yeah. Mm, I I remember Johan Santana's no-hitter. Sam Hallowell's wedding. I got a a 3,000 poster photo, you know, because obviously I had to make a poster. Let's see if the chat can see it. (laughs) Oh, very nice. (laughs) This is like my nice. my zeros were not really that great. I can't see. Is the, is are you yeah. going? Are you rocking the headband there too? No headband. No headband on that Wait, one. This is so embarrassing. But like we reveal lots of embarrassing things. This was when he hit the home run. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, you're happy. What's yeah, embarrassing? Why is that embarrassing? Because I was like, why my is mouth is open. I'm cheering <laughs> for all our yeah, audio you're listeners. For all our audio listeners, you're gonna have to now. For the audio listeners, her mouth is open and she's cheering. What do you want to know? Yeah, but yeah, like, go on the YouTube if you're an audio. Watch on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
very happy for Jeter. Jeets. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of gift baskets he's going to have to give out to everybody who comes. Stop it. His daughters were super cute. That was like very cute to see a whole different side of him because obviously, you know, he didn't have kids when he was playing and he wasn't married. Um, but seeing his little little daughters and he's a girl dad uh, was very cute. So He had Michael Jordan there. I mean, it's pretty impressive. So. Yeah, Michael I mean, Jordan. It comes to just town. toss Michael Jordan like a nice bottle of tequila. He'll show up anywhere. Space. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what do you want to say? Uh, but yeah, no, I think I, I think I, I think that's good. It was, it was nice being in Atlanta. I, uh, I always. Do you have some good food? Here. I did. I did. Now. The last two times the Eagles played here, they were night games. So we had the whole day to to explore. I've done different things. It's different when it's one o'clock, especially if you know. I took a late after we're an afternoon flight, not as yeah, so late-ish. So you get in for dinner, but my initial plan was to. Uh, this is true. I'm not. This is a true story. My initial plan was to fly down early. And on uh, Saturday morning, drive to Athens, Georgia to watch the University of Georgia against UAB um, because I wanted to see this Georgia team in person. And uh, it was one of those things where as as we got closer, I was like, you know what? I haven't had an off day in a while. Do I want to you know, drive three hours round trip? Um, didn't do it. Watch that. Yeah. You know, so. Perhaps I I should have took an afternoon flight yesterday and uh, yeah had a, had a nice meal last night had a nice meal today walked around Georgia Tech's campus yesterday. Um, Did you see so. um, Luke Schencher? Is that his name? Uh, no, I did not see Luke Schencher. Is that his name? Did I get his name right? I I did not see Luke Schencher. Was that his name? Yes, blonde hair guy. Yeah, the tall yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm pretty. Glad, I'm pretty happy. We with can myself. wrap this up. Right. This is. Yeah, I can't can believe that we have. Oh. Just been gone the last ten minutes. Anyway. <laughs> you didn't go see the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> no, I and I, I know they are D A W G S, right? Yes. That defense, by the way, is lights out. That is that's an incredible defense to watch. I caught. Uh, I caught the second quarter of that game. There were so many other good games on to watch. That reminds me. Um, there's one other thing we should talk about. Because that reminded me of Ohio State losing, and that reminded me of Ohio State's former coach, uh, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Good performance. I mean, of all the things I've called, I feel like I've been I've been on top of this at every turn. That is going to be. He is not going to. He is not going to last the season. He will last the season. He will not. They, they will. got blown He's... out by by Tyrod Taylor, David Culley, and Nick Casario. He will. He will last the season. I don't know about that. I promise you that. Will he? Will he make it to the combine? I believe he will. We'll see. This is like week one's a classic overreaction time. <laughs> so well, you know who's a classic overreactor is Urban Meyer. Actually, I think Urban Meyer's problem has been underreacting. So <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> but uh, maybe there's a. Uh, Maybe there's a racist All right, bring to add to the coaching staff somewhere. <laughs> let's wrap this up. It's 1220. 
Maybe DJ. Got, maybe you can get DJ Durkin to join the staff. <laughs> All right. Thanks I didn't for listening, bring, everybody. I didn't mean to bring your terps into it, Marissa. I'm <laughs> hey, sorry. They won 62 nothing this weekend. Oh, 2 0. That's big. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we will have uh, our regularly scheduled Birds with Friends programming this week live on YouTube Tuesday night at 8, and then live on YouTube Thursday afternoon at 3 30 to preview Sunday's game against the 49ers. Of course, you know, you can listen to them on your regular podcast feeds, but if you want to join the Sickos, and by the way, we got some very nice uh, t shirt designs for the Sickos, so keep an eye out on that. Could, could, could lead to something. Um, and otherwise, Zach, what else do we need to pay attention to this week? Uh, there aren't really, I guess, big injuries. We'll see if, if McLeod progresses, but otherwise, just first. First game week uh, leading up, you know, first full game week, right? They had the extra day last week. They had the Monday practice. They won't do that. So uh, we'll be back at, on the practice field Wednesday, and we'll have all your coverage on The Athletic and on Birds with Friends. And, of course, the big storyline this week, the return of Rich Scangarello. What does that mean <laughs> for the game? Hmm. Mike Clay against Adds a little team. layer of juice. Yeah, Mike Clay against his former team. Jordan Matthews on the practice squad. Lots of good stuff. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. The Eagles have some juice, everybody. Could be a fun season. Could be just a blip in the radar. Who knows? Enjoy it. For Zach and Sheil and Marissa, Skango, wherever he is, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening, and as always... We love you.